elections across America yesterday, but neither the Democrats nor the Republicans won or lost. I'll tell you who did. Why Black Friday is an insult. I'm going to tell you about that. And the memoir we've all been waiting for. At least I have been. It's out. It's here. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Crowcast. I am Corel. Another year older since the last time you saw me on Monday. I had a birthday on Tuesday. And to my patrons, I just have to tell you, you are the best people on planet Earth. I can't even express Randy Radar, uh, another Patreon subscriber who wants to remain anonymous. Very generous birthday gifts. Very. Like, really helped me pay some bills, actually. I know, I didn't go buy anything for my, I, I paid bills, but whatever. Uh, a lot of you edited your pledges from, you know, $10 to 20 or 30 or 40 a month. I, so many of you yesterday on my birthday sent me cards and emails and comments on my social media posts. Uh, you know, Sibylle, who sent me this wonderful throw that I used last night, uh, Nancy, who sent me $20 in a card, and I took myself to lunch at No Butcher. I mean, just thank you, thank you, thank you. My friend Daniel Charleston sent me this wonderful frock I'm wearing. You can't really see the bottom, but it's white. It goes all the way to my knees. I love things like this. I was B. Arthur in another life, uh, or in this one. Uh, so I love that. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for making the day wonderful. Heath, if you're listening, Heath Schneider, who took me to lunch, sushi at Daikon Vegan Sushi, I had a wonderful lunch with you. I was going to go see Steve last night and bring over the Cheryl's cookies that my niece Heather sent me, vegan Cheryl's cookies. Oh, my God, I've gained weight. Uh, but Steve has got the COVID. COVID is still out there. My friend Steve has it. Uh, please, please, please uh, be safe this COVID and flu season. Uh, he feels like he's been hit by a truck. I saw him Sunday. I'm hoping I didn't get... I'm still negative today, Wednesday, Knockwood. So if I'm still negative by Friday, then then I dodged that bullet. Uh, all right. You know, there were elections yesterday and people, oh, Oklahoma or Ohio, whatever. They legalized pot and they enshrined abortion rights. And, oh, it's big wins for the Dems in uh, Virginia and blah, blah, blah. And all I kept hearing about this was how we have turned politics into a game for them. Okay? I guess because we like sports so much, like Las Vegas is all tore up for this horrible race that's coming in a few weeks and then Super Bowl's coming in January. You know, we, we like sports and we like, we like pitting two sides against each other. We do. And that's probably why we, you know, elections are so, you know, treated like a game. But neither Democrats nor Republicans ever win or lose in elections. It's us. And I know it's corny, but I want to refocus as much as I can on the important things. And what's important to me is you knowing that it's you that wins or loses in the election. You know, the presidential's coming up and some Democrats are talking about sitting it out or, or you know, how they're upset with Joe Biden and all that. And yeah, I wish there was another candidate running. I do. I really do. But I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. He's been a great president. He will continue to be a great president. He'll just be a great old president. 
I'm not being ageist, but he's 20 years older than me. And that's old. Because uh, I'm 61 now. And so I support Joe Biden. I support Kamala Harris. I support their administration and what they are trying to do. Never let that be in question, no matter what you hear me say. I will be voting for them. Why? Because I want to win. Not because I want Joe Biden to win or Kamala Harris to win. I want to win. I lose if Donald Trump becomes president. I lose if the GOP takes majorities. I lose. You lose. Not the Democrats. Not the GOP wins. You and I. Because we, for a long time, have forgotten that you, you right there listening to me or watching me at youtube.com forward slash really Carell, which I wish more of you would do. I, I take the time to do a video. Go watch it. But we are the ones that either win or lose. Our lives are directly affected by what these politicians do. And while it seems like they don't do much these days, and it does seem that way, the things they often do endeavor to do can end up hurting us greatly. And I don't want to be hurt anymore by my government. You know, hate crimes are on the rise. I don't want hate crimes to be perpetrated by my government. And if a GOP wins a majority or the presidency, then the number one source of hate crimes in the world will be that the political party known as the GOP or the EOP, as I call them, the enemies of the people. They're hateful, evil people. And when they win in elections, we lose. Only billionaires win when the GOP wins. That's it. You and I, we lose. And so everything that is done is done for you and I. Or it's supposed to be. Everything, and you know, corporations exist not to serve their stockholders, not to make themselves rich. They exist because of you and I. We buy their products. We support those corporations. They exist to serve us. We, for a long time, have forgotten who's in charge. We have let corporations be in charge, out of control judiciary, Senate, Congress. We have forgotten to remind them that we are the power from which they derive everything. We are the energy source. We are what powers this country. Not them. And not the rich. The rich would go fucking broke if it weren't for us. They buy stocks in companies that we embolden and we empower. Apple is a trillion-dollar company because we buy their products. Okay? IBM, Bill Gates is a billionaire because we, well, y'all, I never bought a product from Microsoft, but y'all did. All these other major corporations, they're major corporations because we empower them. Okay? So you got to bring the focus back around to you because you and your family, you are the focus of everything that is done in your city, in your state, in your country. And if you're not, if there is a politician or a corporation or an education system or whatever that is set up that doesn't make you the star, get rid of it. 
They're not the star. The Democratic Party is not the star. Joe Biden is not the star. Donald Trump is not the star. You, you are the power. You are the source of it. You are the well from which they drink. And I know it's easy to forget that. I know it's easy to feel powerless. It's easy to feel small. It's easy to feel unimportant in today's world. But you're not. And they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to step forward and say, wait a minute. I'm the most powerful one in this room. I am the voter. I am the person earning the money that goes into tax dollars that funds all of this. I am the most powerful. Not you. When you're talking to a congressperson or a senator, they speak for you. It is their voice, but your words, your intentions. And if it's not, get them the hell out of there. If your senator or congressperson doesn't speak for you, get them out. Don't vote for them. Start campaigns against them. Participate in rallies against them. Get them out. You're the reason for the season, honey. You. You and I. We are the reason everything exists. If we didn't want it or need it, it wouldn't exist. So remember that. Democrats don't win. Republicans don't win. It's our only you and I that win or lose. Okay? Coming up next, why Black Friday is an insult to my divinity. We are going to talk about it. Don't go anywhere. And also the memoir we've been waiting for. I'm, I can see it. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. Okay, so it's the season of big screen TVs being, you know, 89 cents or whatever it might be. Uh, and it, Black Friday is no longer just reserved for a Friday uh, after Thanksgiving. Now it's like Black Friday season. And the whole premise of Black Friday has always been insulting to me. I see it as the Hunger Games for the wealthy, where wealthy people sit back and watch poor people, you and me, fight over bargains because we can't afford the things that we need or want any other way. And, you know, for, for instance, Vaughn's over here at Desert Inn and Durango went out of business. And they've been having 50% off of everything in the store, 75%. And when I go in there, you see people hoarding to the max and buying cartfuls of stuff that you just wonder, what are they going to do with it all? And the reason they're doing it is because they can't afford it any other way. When cereal went to a dollar a box, I literally saw families leaving with entire cartfuls of cereal. Because cereal's $7 a box. So a dollar a box, they were buying 50 boxes of cereal. I'm not making that up. Okay? 
And Black Friday is just like that. Black Friday originally was a way for retailers to make sure they stayed in the black, in the profits. That's where the term come from. When a store is losing money, it's in the red. When it's making money, it's in the black. So Black Friday was a day named because retailers made enough money on that day to keep their store profitable through the last quarter or to make their store profitable, uh, quite frankly, if they hadn't been throughout the rest of the year, they could make enough over the holiday season to be profitable in the black. That's Black Friday. So a Black Friday season, which some of the events are already going on on November 8th here today, a Black Friday season where there's three weeks of savings may sound good to you, but to me, it's just an insult. It's an insult for a lot of reasons. First of all, corporations and companies could charge those prices or near those prices for their products all the time. If they did, though, they wouldn't make the billions in profit that they're making. They would just make millions in profit. So they way overcharge on so many things all year long. And then on Black Friday, they charge what they could actually be charging. They're not going to lose money on Black Friday. Okay? So if you think, how could they sell it at that price? They're losing money. No, they're not. I bet a big screen, a hundred inch big screen cost someone like Toshiba under 50 bucks to make. Given, you know, that they buy all of the stuff in bulk, all the parts, and they pay nothing to the labor to, to assemble it. And so a giant screen TV probably cost them 50 bucks to make. So selling it for $150, what it's normally like 500 may seem like a great deal, but they're still making 100 bucks off the TV. You know, these the notion that Black Friday is good for us, it's an insult to us. It's an insult because we all have to scramble to get these deals because we know if we don't, we won't be able to afford the Families are buying a new survey. Families buy staples on Black Friday sales now. Black Friday used to be for presents and for extravagant things that, like electronics, that you didn't, you know, always buy or need. But on Black Friday, you could get a great deal. Now, people are buying socks, underwear, clothing. They're buying kitchen appliances that they actually need and they wait for months. Like dishwasher or, you know, a refrigerator. The refrigerator is going out and they're like, oh, just, just make it to Black Friday. If their TV goes down in August or something, they wait until November to buy a new one. That's kind of disgusting. And so Black Friday has always been sort of insulting to me. Insulting because it really is the Hunger Games. It really, truly is. Let's make poor people fight over bargains. Let's make them line up around the block so they can afford the latest toy for their kids. Let's make them line up around the block so they can afford school supplies or clothing so they can actually come inside and actually buy clothing. Let's make them line up around the block so they can afford dishes or so they can afford, you know, whatever you might buy on Black Friday. Let's make them line up around the block if they want cologne because it's normally so damn expensive that, you know, $100 a bottle. Let's make them line up and wait to give us money 
on products that we overcharge them on throughout the year, so much so that come this Black Friday season, we can reduce the prices way down because we've been raping them on them for the rest of the year. Black Friday is disgusting. It's an American phenomenon, basically. They don't do it in Japan. You know? It is really disgusting to me. It's insulting. It, it's literally a spectator sport now where poor people are the spectacle. And they, they cover it in the news like a spectacle. Oh, yeah, look at the lines around the block at Circuit City, which doesn't exist anymore, but you know what I mean, Best Buy. Look at, you know, look at the lines around the block at Best Buy to get a $200 PlayStation or a $150 big screen TV or, you know, whatever. Lines around the block to get products that, and you're going to say, well, no one needs, no one needs. No, that's, I hate that argument nowadays. You do need internet. You do need a television or a monitor of some kind, you know, to stay informed. You do. That's the world in which we live in now. Do you need a dishwasher? No, but they certainly are handy. You know, you need a refrigerator. Do you need a PlayStation for your children? You don't need one. But, you know, we've always had Christmas toys and and kids have always had toys to play with. So saying that they don't need toys, well, they don't. But when you're a kid, do you want to deprive your kid of, you know, like, and video games have a lot of positive benefits. They really do. We never really talk about that, but they do. Hand-eye coordination, um, all kinds of things. They can, I've read all, oh, for every nasty report there is about video games and how terrible they are, I can find you five reports that say they're actually beneficial. And you know who they're really beneficial for? You and me, older people. People over the age of 55 should absolutely play video games. Memory games, you know, like uh, Nintendo is for us. PlayStation, no. But Nintendo, that's a great game for older adults. There's bowling and tennis and Mario Kart and there's memory games and cute little puppy games and there's football games and baseball games. Nintendo is a great system. If I could afford a Nintendo system, I'd get one. Nintendo Switch, it's called. I used to have one. I loved it. I loved playing Mario Kart. And people used to come over. We'd play tennis and volleyball and all these fun things. And then Nintendo had a thing called Nintendo Fit. Had a scale that was attached. Oh, yeah. Nintendo is for older people. But older people can definitely benefit from video games. Hand-eye coordination, memory, cogn cognitive processes. But they can only afford them on Black Friday. And that's the insult to me. Make your products more affordable the other 11 months out of the year. Instead of having just what, For instance, I have to have the Adobe suite of products for what I do. Adobe Premiere, uh, Audition, Adobe Media Encoder, Photoshop. I use those daily. So they charge a monthly fee. And their normal monthly fee is like $49. But on Black Friday, you can get it for $29. So every year, I change the email address associated with my account so I can sign up for the Black Friday special because I could not afford $50 a month for the Adobe Suite. But I can afford the $29 a month. And so I have to wait until Black Friday to re-up my Adobe. And I hate that. I hate that Adobe charges so much on any other day that I couldn't really do it. But on Black Friday, I can get the deal that key, and I hope they do it again this year because I, you know, I got to have it. 
but it just makes you feel poor. It black all the Black Friday season does for me is make me feel poor. And I will say that a lot of the products that uh, or things that I want to get, uh, they don't often go on sale. Like I know what I want to get Jake and Heather for Christmas. I can't tell you because they well they don't listen. Um, I want to get them pizza oven because they both have houses and they both like to cook out and do things with guests. And so I want to get them pizza oven. But the pizza ovens I want to get them are three hundred dollars each, and that would be six hundred dollars. And I you know that my whole Christmas budget. I'm hoping on Black Friday they may go if down in price. Visiting reallycorel.com daily. You're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K A R E L.com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corel cast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corel cast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. What I was saying before I got so rudely interrupted by me is that I'm hoping that they go down in price enough on Black Friday uh, so I can, in fact, get them. All right. Um, oh, oh. My name is Barbara. Yesterday, November 7th, saw the release of this 996 pages of the official memoir written by, and even read by on the audiobook, Barbara Streisand. Perhaps one of the greatest female stars of our time. She has been famous in every decade since the 60s. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. Uh, she's had successful records in all of those decades. She is one of the few female artists to do so. She has multiple, you know, only artist this, only artist that, only female artist this, only female artist that. She has lived an incredible life. She's 81 years old. Uh, married to James Brolin, a truther. Who knew? I didn't know that. She must tell him to shut up. Uh, he thinks 9-11 was an inside job and stuff. But anyway, this book, uh, which I am trying to get through, My Name is Barbara, is her new, uh, well, her only official memoir. Took her 15 years to write it. She was hesitant because she didn't think she was old enough to do a, a buy, you know, like she's like, don't you do that after we're dead? You know, sort of thing. A uh, lot of revelations in here that you've been hearing about in the news. It's been making the news. Um, her and Mandy Patinkin didn't get along. And yeah, until I didn't know that he thought they were going to have an affair. She did say to the BBC she didn't have much fun, which is kind of weird because uh, I think it would have been a ball to be her. Uh but the reason I'm bringing it up on the show is not just to promote Barbara's book. You're going to read it if you love her, and if you don't, you're not. Uh, but to talk about inspirations, people that have inspired you, you know, who's, who's inspired you? Now, I can't tell you how in 1960, what? She came out in 62, uh, and I found her in 76. Uh, late 76 with A Star is Born, okay? 
And I immediately had my hair permed like hers. I saw the movie hundreds of times. And I, I knew I wanted to be an entertainer. But from that moment on, I had my role model, the kind of entertainer I wanted to be. And so much of my life is patterned around Barbara Streisand and Bette Midler and Sylvester, those three people. I know you're like, what a weird, <laughs> what, what an odd group of people. Uh, but truly, that, that, that's Barbara, Bette, and Sylvester. And these people influenced me through their art and through living very authentic lives. You know, everyone told me I should always try to be something else, have a backup if, you know, if entertainment doesn't work. Barbara's mother told her that, and that's why Barbara grew her nails, her famous long nails. Because, as it says in the book, and as I already knew, her mother wanted her to get a, a cashier's job at a Chinese restaurant. And Barbara knew if she took any job that wasn't in the entertainment field, that it would be the kiss of death. So she grew her nails so long that she couldn't work a register. So that was her way of telling her mother and herself and the world that I am not going to be that person. I'm going to be an entertainer. Now, Barbara crafted herself from the Beatles. You have to think at the time, the Beatles music was becoming popular, rock and roll, British rock. And then here's this torch song singing Jew lady, you know, who suddenly captivated the world. She is an invention of her own on her terms. And that just helped me be Carell. It helped, you know, the opening of my memoir, I was going to say, when I was a kid, I wanted to be Barbara Streisand, but I grew up to be Carell. And that's, that is the opening line of my memoir because it is the truth. You know, I wouldn't have been able to be as open and honest about who I am if I didn't have her and Bette Midler with, you know, Bette's fuck them if you can't take a joke sort of thing because they were able to fight the odds. You know, the odds were not in Barbara Streisand's favor. They just weren't. And the odds have never been in my favor to be successful. I never should have been on talk radio. I'm gay. I have a lisp. I was married to a guy. There's no way I should have had such a successful career in talk radio. But I had it because I believed in it. And I believed in it in myself because of the courage and the inspiration that people like Barbara Streisand gave me. Now, yes, my parents were my first role models, obviously. But in terms of celebrity role model, Streisand, Midler, and Sylvester all the way. Sylvester for, again, being his authentic self, wearing drag in the 60s and 70s and just serving it to them in the 80s. Singing in falsetto, do you want to funk? You know? Sylvester was such an inspiration to me. Bette Midler, campy, bowdy, just swearing up a storm, and yet fiercely talented. And Streisand, the legend. She was a legend when I found her in the 70s already. So I want to ask you out there, who are your celebrity role models? Not, not celebrities that you like, but what celebrity sort of inspired you? Their music inspired you, helped you through something. You know, they inspired you to be more authentic or to take chances or whatever. What celebrity? Because for me, I, it's Barbara. You know, it's Barbara. 
I've seen everything she's ever done, the good, the bad, the indifferent. I've seen movies that she's made that she hasn't seen. And that's the truth. She hasn't watched all the Fockers movies. I have. You know? And it's she's teaching me now about fame and aging. She's teaching me now how we are all dispensable. In other words, she's a legend. I mean, there's no two ways about that. She is a legend. But at the same time, there are so many people today that don't have a clue who she is or might remember her for the weird things like the Fockers or I saw her on Saturday Night Live or, you know, or whatever. They, they have no clue about what she's done and how she's done it. Yeah. She's teaching me that fame is fleeting, that you can be the biggest star in the world and yet there will come a time where you're not. You know? She's doing a ton of interviews now. She never did that. She did Howard Stern yesterday on my birthday. She did the BBC. She was with Gail King on Sunday. Uh, we have a request in. I mean, she's she's doing a lot of media now. She never did. And I think partly because she's older, you know, but also because she realizes now that it's a different game and that you have to get out there and you have to put yourself out there. And she's teaching me about that, about, you know, not being afraid to put yourself out there. All right, who is your celebrity inspiration? Let me know down below. I am Carell. Be who you want to be, so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. We'll be back on Friday. Thank you hey, all for it's everything. Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell. That's youtube.com forward slash really Carell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash really Carell. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Carell. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.